0: Anybody else here, you've witnessed some miracles, some life change, some answers to prayer. Is there any believers in the house today? Here's the cool thing, guys. I wanted to speak to y'all. Here's a really cool thing, is that God doesn't change. God doesn't change. So we've witnessed it, it's past tense. But in faith, we say, we're witnessing it right now. And in faith, we say, we're going to witness it later. We're going to witness it tomorrow and next week and next month and next year because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. So that's what that song is talking about. Yeah, yeah. I've witnessed. I'm going to tell my family. I'm going to tell my friends. God is real. God has done amazing things. And um, as you guys walk out today, I want you to be thinking about what, is, what have you seen God do? What have you What have you seen God do? What have you seen God do? And you know what? When God came through, that's just a reminder that He's going to come through next time. Isn't that good? I know middle school can be tough, middle school can be really hard. But we got a God that meets us in the middle of our brokenness, the middle of our hurt, the middle of our confusion, in the middle of our pain. And God continues to be good. Here's a verse Psalm 23 Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me. That's future tense, that's faith. You can't, you can't, if you're talking future tense, that's faith. If you're talking faith, that's future tense. Surely, goodness and mercy is gonna follow me all the days of my life. And, it's, and I'm gonna dwell in the house of the Lord. That's why it's important that you guys are here today. I'm proud of y'all for getting up and being here today. How about our middle school? Let's put our hands together for our middle schoolers. Man, so good so good well i want to welcome i want to welcome all the campuses right now watching wherever you are i want to i want to say thank you for watching y'all want to hear something cool listen listen to this this is really cool now we show show our gathering throughout the week at all kinds of different times one o'clock a.m 3 a.m because there's different places in the world this week this is crazy this week during one of them. So one gathering that we showed online was viewed by these five countries. Of course, America, Zambia, Indonesia, Morocco, and Costa Rica, just one gathering. At the same time, this isn't everyone who watched all week, this is one showing. At the same time that people are watching in Indonesia and Costa Rica, In Zambia, Morocco, people had tuned in in Florida, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, Alabama, Texas, New Mexico, Georgia, Mississippi, Kansas, North Carolina, New Jersey, Wisconsin, Michigan, and South Carolina. How about that? So when I welcome uh, our online crowd, now you get it. You get it. It's a little bit bigger than you thought it was. It's a little bit bigger than you thought it was, isn't it? So when we do that, let's make some noise because I know we got people watching around the world. We got people watching around America. So online campus, you're watching. We want to say welcome. Welcome to Momentum. We are so glad that you guys are watching wherever you are. And then our prison ministry, which is Blackwater Correctional Facility, our God Behind Bars campus. Let's welcome those men guys we're so glad so glad that you came so good and Navarre Navarre has seen people come to Christ three weeks in a row it's stacking after not meeting for a month after not meeting for a month after not meeting for a month did I say that yet can can you imagine if like your employees didn't meet for a month and then they came back right We did not meet at that campus for a month, the way that it worked out between uh, one day and between Christmas Eve and Sabbath Sunday and all that. So when we came back, we had already beat the attendance at that campus, what that campus was running by far, (laughs) by far, and we had 190, 190, the next week we had 210, last week we had 244, and we're finally getting VIPs coming again, which is a long time overdue. And that campus is growing, everything rises and falls on leadership, and I'm so thankful that campus is on fire. And I wanna shout out today to Navarre, for all of you guys that that said, hey, you know what, we're going through some change, but change doesn't mean we're gonna go negative, it means we're gonna be positive, because we got the Holy Spirit inside of us. It doesn't mean we're going to vomit a hundred things that are wrong with our church. It means we're going to celebrate what God is doing within our church. And you guys have showed up and you guys have brought and you guys have torn down. And the Holy Spirit is doing great things because and through you guys. And so I want to I want to give a shout out to Navarre today. How about that? Way to go Navarre. Let's go. Let's go. And then Pensacola in the house. Let's go Pensacola. Come on. Man, we got a crowd today. We got a crowd today. I'm excited. I got a word from God for you, for me today. And it's timely. It is good. Now that we're not fasting, we can talk about food again. It is like chocolate chip cookie good. When it comes out of the oven and the smell has filled the house and you know you got whole milk in the fridge because ain't nothing about this about the diet because you came off three weeks where you lost a little bit. You okay with gaining a little bit? Not all of it, but a little bit. And uh, you say, Yeah, I think I'll have me a cookie. And it's hot. Not so hot that when you take it off, it ruins it. You know what I'm talking about? But just perfect. Where the sugar kind of caramelizes. You take that thing off, but it's still warm inside and one turns into two, and two turns into four, and we just stop counting after four, that's what I'm talking about. It's going to be that fresh today. I want you to turn around. I want you to say good morning to the people around you. Give them a high five. Dab them up. Say, what's up? Glad that you guys are in the house today. Glad you're in the house today. Let's go. Well, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this as you're seated next week is gonna be incredible. What's next week? No, church is next week, which I'll talk. Super Bowl's next week. Yep. We got one of our friends playing in the Super Bowl from Gulf Breeze, Eric Harris, and the 49ers. We get the privilege, there's some of us men in here right now. We're in community group together. And we've been cheering him on, and here it is, man. He made it to Super Bowl. I hope he wins it and gets himself a ring. Eric, if you're watching, we love you. We're praying for you. Big things, buddy. Big things. Um, I'm super, super stoked about next week. And I want to talk, take just a minute, talk about it. Because what happens Super Bowl Sunday is sometimes church folk don't show up. Y'all know what I talk about? So let's just hit this off. Let's just hit this off at the pass. Let's just talk about it. Let's just lean into uncomfortable and talk about it. Because I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. You're shopping. You got people coming over. You're getting the grill on, the game getting on, all that, all that, all that. I get it. I get it. We're going to have a house packed. In fact, we're going to have some college athletes at our house probably that will be going in the NFL draft. So I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But what I want to tell you is this. Ten years from now, you ain't going to remember who was in the Super Bowl. You're not going to remember who got the MVP. You're not going to remember who the coach was. Yeah, I mean, we can't even remember two years ago, three years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh. um, but God's kingdom is going to continue to advance. And we need warriors for the kingdom. And so what I want to encourage you to do is be in the house next week. And it's going to be real easy because you're going to this house or you're hosting it at your house. And the devil's going to give you a million bad excuses to not be faithful. And then God just says, come. It got quiet, didn't it? God said, just, just, just come. And you know what? Every time we come, we show up, we get a blessing. We receive a blessing. And it's not like, okay, we'll put that check by his name. They went to church. No, 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 no. I just believe that God truly blesses our weak when we give them the first morning of the week. I believe that. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. I don't know about you. I want all these things added to me. I want the goodness of God. And so next week we're going to have church. Just in case the devil tells you otherwise. We still have a church. And I want you to come. Come. I want you to come. You're going to have plenty of time to party, plenty of time to cook, plenty of time to prepare, plenty of time to get the game on. You're going to have plenty, plenty, plenty of time. But next week is important. And we're doing something special. I started last year, and that is we're going to show my friend Craig Rochelle. We're going to show a message that he does every Super Bowl Sunday is what we used to call it. And he's going to do something called 30-second theology. Now, you know, y'all are smart. You know, companies spend millions and millions and millions of dollars on commercials, right? And sometimes it's the funniest commercials you'll see all year. But they spend that money for a purpose. A lot of money, 30-second slot. A lot of money, one-minute spot to get that message across, to get you, to get you. And, and here's what's cool is Pastor Craig is going to take some of those commercials that have been shown halftime during the Super Bowl. He's gonna take those and he's gonna show it and then he's gonna talk about theology and how it's related and how it's connected. Last year when we watched this for the first time, we just laughed and laughed and laughed. It was so funny and then there was like a gut puncher where it's like, ooh, I didn't see that one coming. It's like, ooh, that one got me. It's gonna be so good and I wanna encourage you. Navarre. I wanna encourage you. Blackwater, Pensacola, you're watching online? Get someone to come with you. This is a great Sunday. This is a great Sunday where people normally don't go to church. It's a great Sunday to reach people. It's a great Sunday. What better on the Super Bowl Sunday than to see someone cross a line of faith and make heaven their home, Jesus their Savior, Spirit of God, their body, the temple. That's next week. And here's what I promise. You won't be embarrassed. What I promise is that you're going to laugh and you're going to be like, man, that's good. And if you bring someone that's unchurched, if you bring someone that's not a Christian yet, here's what will happen. They'll come. They'll be like, maybe, maybe they're a swayer during the music. If you're a swayer, raise your hand. Mm-hmm. Some of them are rockers. If, if you're a rocker, raise your hand. And you seem like that. And then they sit down. And when the message starts, here's what's going to happen. They're going to go like this. And then they're going to lean in. And it's going to arrest their attention. It's something they'll never forget. It's going to be holy. And I'm believing God for a whole bunch of salvations. That's the ultimate win. Let's go. And so um, I'm going to be watching the game. We're going to be hosting. We're going to have a lot of people at the house. None of that is anything compared to Eric, who will be in the Super Bowl. Eric would tell you the most important thing is Jesus and his kingdom. And so I just love that. So anyhow, anyhow, I'm excited about that. But come next week, bring someone with you. It's going to be lights out, lights out. Now, we're wrapping up a series today, and we called it Triple Crown. And we talked about the horses and the racing and the three different races and how all the way back, dating back into the late 1800s, only 13 horses have won the Triple Crown since 1875. That's a lot of races even though it was formally acknowledged in 1950, dating all the way back to 1875, crazy how the only 13 horses. But if you know anything about racing, if you know anything about any type of sport, it's one thing to win it. It's another thing to win it again, back to back, right? It gets harder. And so only 13 horses have won the triple crown. In Matthew 6, Jesus unpacks a whole lot. Matthew is writing it down and sharing the words of Jesus to us, but it's out of Matthew 6 that it's such a gold mine that we get the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, we quoted it last week, that, that we get where Jesus talks about heaven, and he says, Hey, don't just don't just go to work and try to try to broaden your bank account on earth and forget about heaven. Because earth is only a drop in the ocean. Your time on earth, my time on earth is only a drop in the ocean compared to eternity, which would be the ocean. In other words, live for something bigger because we are citizens of, someone say heaven. And so Jesus reminds us through through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, through Matthew's penmanship, Jesus is telling us that there's something bigger than just this life. How many of you are thankful? How many of you are grateful that there's more to it than this? then the hurt, then the bad habits, then the hang-ups, then the helplessness and hopelessness, the the pain that there's something greater that's coming for those of us that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. And so Matthew 6 is just loaded. Don't lay up for yourself treasures on earth where dust can get in there and, and it can, you know, the new car smell is great until it's not. It's awesome, it's there, and then it's not. And Jesus just reminds us that we are to to lay up treasures in heaven. Think of an eternal bank account. Now, if the streets in heaven are pure gold, then what are the treasures in heaven? Well, I would submit to you today that the treasures in heaven are people. Because that's the only thing Jesus died for. You understand that? Jesus, Jesus only died for people. The earth is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof, the, the earth is his footstool. He holds the whole world in his hands. That's how big Jesus is. But make no mistake, out of this huge cosmos, out of this planet, out of all the wonders of this world, the thing that matters most to God, the thing that is the nearest and dearest to the heart of God, you know what it is? It's people. People. So, so I can't take my guns to heaven I won't need them because we'll have peace. I don't, you don't get to take your jewelry to heaven because you're not gonna need it because you're gonna be perfect and beautiful even without it. And you probably would look, look at what you have now and be like, that ain't nothing compared to heaven. We're not gonna take with us our homes and our vehicles, our boats. We're not gonna take any of those things to heaven with us. The only thing we take to heaven with us are people. And that's why the mission of Momentum is to lead people, say it with me if you know it, to passionately follow Jesus. Passionately follow Jesus. (laughs) By the way, how many of y'all were here for night of worship? Were y'all here for night of worship? It was so good. We had four baptisms, four baptisms, all juniors in high school. Zach's sitting somewhere over here. I saw Zach. Zach, all four of those guys are in your group your community group, and you got to stand down front with four of your guys in your community group who all got baptized. That was amazing. It was holy. It was holy. That was so good, man. And Javier at the end, you'll watch the video if you missed it, but Javier is just passionate about what just happened in his life. Not just the baptism, but what Jesus has been doing to get him to the point of obedience. You with me? And he's passionate about it. That's that's why this church exists. Because when you're that laser focused, the enemy's gonna fight you. You know that. We're fixing to talk about it today. But I'm so thankful for what God is doing. Now, in Matthew 6, he gives us a strategy. He gives us a strategy for winning. How many of you are your winners? I'm a winner. I don't know about you. I'm a winner. Let me ask that again. I bet we get better participation this time. No trick question here. How many of y'all are winners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a winner. You remember when we launched the series, we were talking about these horses. It's not just a race of horses, but they're thoroughbreds. They're thoroughbreds. And remember, I told you, turn to the person, and if you miss it, here's another opportunity, especially if you're single and you're sitting next to uh, you know what I'm saying. He's turning to the person, sitting next to you and say, I'm a thoroughbred, baby. <laughs> yeah. In case you didn't know, FYI, I'm a thoroughbred, baby. Yeah, I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. We talked about the thoroughbreds. We talked about how they would compete. Jesus wants you to win. So in Matthew 6, God gives us a strategy. He gives us a strategy for winning. You know, if we were in a fight and we were just throwing a jab, a jab, a jab, the enemy would know what we we're doing. Right? Competitors like they only got a jab. That's just left-handed. So you would position yourself to win. You come up with a strategy. Jesus gives us a strategy that is like a triple threat. It's 3D. It's unbeatable. The enemy doesn't stand a chance, and you know the enemy is out to get you. You know that, right? The thief, John 10, the thief comes to, say it with me, still and destroy. Still, kill, and destroy. Still is one thing. Kill is horrible. Destroy means just death everywhere. That's what the devil wants. In your marriage, in your relationships, in your finances, in your business, and your emotions, the devil just wants death everywhere. But Jesus came to give us life. Let's go. I like it. Whoever said that, come on now, talk to me. Life and life abundantly. Overcomer. Cup running over. Not like I'm just trying to survive. Oh, one day when we get to heaven. No, 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 no. We on the winning side. We read the back of the book. We winning. You with me? We're winning. No, no weapon formed against us will prosper, right? So today, I want to take Old Testament principle and a New Testament, Matthew 6. I want to go to Ecclesiastes 4. I want to marry the two in holy matrimony, two thoughts. And uh, we'll just read one verse today. There's so much in this one verse. You ever read one verse in the Bible and you're like, wow, that verse was loaded? This is one of these loaded verses. Let's go to Ecclesiastes 4, verse 12. And it says this, a person... Standing alone can be attacked and defeated. Jeff and Savannah, would y'all help me? You don't got to say a word. Will y'all help me? y'all come up on stage real quick? Put our hands together. I promise you, you won't regret this. I won't embarrass you. I just want to model this real quick. I looked out there and saw a beautiful... Married couple, I'm like, all right, first one's up here. All right, watch this. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. So what the devil wants is the devil wants to get you alone. The devil wants you to be alone. Because the devil knows if he can get you alone, you can be attacked. And it's one thing to be attacked. It's another thing to be attacked and defeated. That's what this verse says. One verse Verse 12, chapter 4, Ecclesiastes. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back-to-back back and conquer. Now, I want y'all back-to-back, back, real fast, back-to-back. Back. Now, I'm going to do a marriage series later on, but here's the deal. We all know when you get married, we think different. We see different. Y'all acting like y'all got a perfect marriage. <laughs> y'all, y'all leaving us three up here. I'm telling you something, right? You're not always on the same page. You're like, how could she think like that? She's like, how could he not think? (laughs) So a person standing alone, so the devil just want to get you alone. But if they're standing, watch this, back to back. They can conquer. Someone say win. Win. Someone say thoroughbred. Thoroughbred. Somebody say baby. Baby. Somebody say championships. Championships. Someone say legacy. Legacy. It's what we're talking about. And it can be in your marriage as much as it can be in your finances. And it can be in your finances as much as in your relationships. God wants you to stand back to back. If you don't have somebody's back, chances might be. No one's got yours. That was good, wasn't it? That was so good. I'm going to sign my name to that one. I pray, Holy Spirit, speak to me, not just through me. Speak to me while I'm preaching. Sometimes the Lord preaches preach me a message while I'm preaching a message. And you know it when someone's got your back because they don't talk about you behind your back. They don't talk about you behind your back. They don't avoid the conflict, try to slip out the door without saying nothing. When someone got your back, they're willing to talk through it. What the devil wants to do is the devil wants to do this. The devil wants to do this and push you apart so that you are alone. Because if you're alone, the devil licks his chops. He walks around as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And you know who's? First on the list, people that are alone. That's why you hear church talk about community groups. That's why community matters. Because I don't care how much you love Jesus. Don't just talk to me about you and God. Talk to me about you and people. Talk to me about how you love people, and I'll talk to you about how you love God. You, you listen to how I love, and then we talk about how, Right. It's 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 vertical is what we want to focus on. But but it's horizontal. God, Jesus said, hey, love the Lord your God with all your everything and your neighbor as yourself. And so the devil comes in to attack and defeat and he knows he can get you if you're alone. The devil wants you alone. And that's why some of y'all never get into group. Because you're like, well, I don't know. I'm uncomfortable. Would you rather be uncomfortable or dead? Would you rather be uncomfortable or bait? Would you rather be uncomfortable? Like, that's how we grow. That's why we go to the gym. We go to the gym to get uncomfortable because we understand that if we're just trying to be comfortable all day, it ain't going to be good. It going to taste good. It's not going to fit good. You know what I'm talking about. So the devil says, I want to do that. So scripture says this, back to back, back to back. And if you are back to back, you can win. Somebody say win. Win. So if you want to win, 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 all I ever do is win. If you want to win, win, win like that, you need Matthew chapter 6. You need the trifecta. You need the triple threat. You need the big guns to come out. Because you and I going to the gym is good. That's good for our bodies. But here's the truth. Here's the truth. Going to the gym doesn't help me kick the devil's butt. Growing bigger biceps don't mean I'm going to defeat the devil. You with me? Uh Uh-huh. Now watch this. All right, guys, this is is the point. Here we go. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back-to-back and conquer. They can win. Three are even better, for a triple-braided cord is not Easily broken. And in marriage, I always read these verses 9 through 12, and I talk about when you put God in the middle of your marriage. Now, I'm not going to step in the middle, you guys, because I'm not God. But if God got in the middle of you, now all of a sudden, God's got his arms around you, and there's a triple threat, and three is better than one. Some of you, my God, some of y'all, my phone's all right, don't worry, it's still working. There's anointing on it, it's bouncing back. Some of y'all are wondering. Why your marriage is hell. And it's because God ain't a part of your marriage. Because you didn't invite him in. You didn't welcome him in. You hit the mute button. But well, that's for a marriage series later on. But right now, what I want you to know is you need to have somebody's back. And somebody's got to have your back. Or the devil says you're prime. You're mine. And it's time. That's what the devil does, and you'll want that. Thank you, guys. Perfect. Give them a hand. Jeff Savannah, thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you. I want you to take notes real quick. Get your phone out. I want you to write this down. I'm going to blow through it real quick, going to go through it real quick. You're going to need this. If you don't need it today, you might need it tomorrow. You don't need it tomorrow, you might need it next week. You don't need it next week, someone around you already needed it. Number one, the enemy looks for those who are alone. The enemy looks for those who are alone. The enemy looks for those who are alone, number one. Number two, being alone will leave you lonely. Now, you can be married 30 years and still feel alone. You can have all kinds of likes and subscriptions and emojis and thumbs up. You can have all that and still feel alone. But Jesus said he'd never leave you nor forsake you. So if you... Name the name of Christ, have the Spirit of God within you. You are never alone, and that's really good news. That's really good news, for He promised He would never leave you nor forsake you. And that's good news. Don't just let your feelings float you away. Feelings can float you down the river of life only to realize there was a hole in it the entire time. I get feelings, you get feelings. Just let's lead our feelings, not let our feelings drag us. So, mm. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. The enemy looks for those who are alone, number one. Being alone, number two, will leave you lonely. Number three, what I know from this verse, you're going to be attacked. It's not if, but when. Your marriage going to come under attack. Your finances going to come under attack. Your relationships are going to come under attack. It's not a matter of if it's going to happen. It's a matter of when. It's like getting in an octagon, and you're fighting, and it's like, well, I don't know if they're going to throw a punch at me. No, no they're throwing. You may be feeling each other out, and you're trying, to, okay, okay, all right, left, all right, what's going on here? No, it's coming, and I'm telling you, the attack of the enemy is coming. He's licking his chops. He's drooling, and he's saying, yeah, I'm going to steal from them. I'm going to kill what they got. I'm going to destroy it all. That's, that's the devil. Not a cute little costume with a pitchfork. Now he's your enemy. He hates you. Hates your soul. Hates everything about you. If you're a Christian, he hates you because you are made in the image of Christ. If you're not a Christian, he hates you because you were made in the image of Christ. If you're a Christian, he hates you because you got the spirit of God. If you're not a Christian... He hates you because you got the spirit of him. And his job isn't finished till he drags your butt to hell like he's going. I'm I'm laying facts. I'm laying facts. So, number three, you're going to be attacked. Number four, the devil believes he can defeat you. The devil thinks he can beat you. Don't be overcome with evil. Overcome evil with good. Jesus told us, and, and Jesus said, hey, hey, don't worry about him, because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. He's greater on the inside. The devil's kind of got, he, the devil's kind of got, like, some airtime right now, because he's the prince in the power of the air, but his show's fixing to be canceled. And Jesus got greater keys. He's got the keys to the kingdom. And he's got the keys from death. He stole them. He went down and said, I'm taking them keys. I defeated death, hell, and the grave. I'm going to rise again so that we can rise again. But the enemy thinks he can get you. So number five, the question is, who's got your back? Who has your back? And whose back do you have? Whose back do you have? Let's just think about it for a second, because all of us want to check in right here, and all of us, Navar, are you with me? All of us want to be like, yeah, 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 I got people's back, but do you really? Can you measure that? Can you define that? Can you go back and reprocess that? Like, who, who do you, who, who, who do you spiritually encourage? Who do you pray for? Who, when you begin praying for them, the devil's like, oh, crap. There's a force field. Whose back do you got like that? And, and who's got your back like that? Because when, when the attack comes, I don't want cute cue prayers. I don't need the bedtime prayers. Now, now I lay me down to sleep kind of prayers. I need some beast kind of prayers. I need some people that they know how it is to call on the name of the Lord. Not just sound dignified. Like, they, they don't care. They'll cry in the middle of their prayer. They'll call out the name Jesus. Might get a leg going or something. And they go, mm, mm not today, devil. I need some people that are alive to pray for me. And not just physically, but spiritually. Spiritually. Number six, hope ain't a strategy. Well, I just, I hope, I hope that when everything hits the fan, I hope it'll be okay. Well, I just, I hope that this gets better. I hope my cancer goes away. I hope my neighbor comes to Christ. I hope my marriage makes it, but I doubt it. Probably not. I hope I can get a better job. I hope my kids turn out well. Just trying to keep them out of jail. You listen to country music. You just hold on yourself. (laughs) Me too. I I hope. Some of y'all get it. (laughs) I appreciate the laughter. I thought it was funny. (laughs) I was working on that one all week. (laughs) Hope's hope's not a strategy. It's like you didn't train. Are you going to run the double bridge? And you just signed up this morning. <laughs> hey, do me a favor, huh? Wear this GoPro. I want to catch a little video. I got something to laugh about all year. <laughs> uh huh. Hope's no strategy, but let me tell you what is, and I'm done. Matthew six: When you give, when you pray, when you fast, they say that we need rest, nutrition. And exercise. They say those three things will have a lot to do with you being and staying healthy. Triple-braided cord. Jesus said when you pray, when you give, when you fast, don't do it like the hypocrites. Do it like this. Go in. Do it for your Father's attention. Do it for the audience of one. Now, if you do it for the audience of one, God will give you a much bigger audience. But if you're trying to just play to the crowd and you don't got an audience of one, your audience will get smaller. It just works that way. So Jesus said, don't give for people to think higher of you. Don't pray for people to think better of you. And don't fast for people to think like you're the spiritual guru. Don't do it like that. But you should do it. And you should do it because if you do it, God said, I will reward you and I'll reward you openly. Notice Pharisees did it openly for what people thought of them. Jesus said, that's all the reward you get. God said, do it for me, shut that door, come in, and my Father which sees everything you do in private, my Father that meets you in El Shaddai's shadow, my Father who meets you in the quiet moments of the morning, my Father who hears you praying and pouring out your soul to him, my Father which is in heaven, he will reward you openly. And, and openly, when God does it, is better than man's openly. Are you with me? And so it's, it's not a matter of, it's not a matter of, Of should I pray or should I fast or should I give? No, it's as we are giving, as I am praying and as I am fasting. And my prayer for you as I end this would be that you would say, God, I'm going to cross the line and I'm going to step into a strategy that is powerful because we don't fight the devil with earthly weapons. We fight him with spiritual weapons that break strongholds. That they give you breakthrough, and what are they? Giving, praying, and fasting, and when you combine them, a triple braided core is not easily broken. We went on a mission trip, and um, it was in Ecuador, and we were gonna go, and we were gonna, um, you know, kind of glide through this. What well, we thought tropical rainforest and, and it actually ended up being on a cliff. And, and, and we, didn't, we didn't know the, the schedule of that day. So when we showed up, it's the side of a mountain several, several, several hundred feet up in the air. And, and um, there was a little shack on top. And it was on that, at that shack that you trusted people that you never met before. And they're going to put you in a harness. They're going to connect you. And you're gonna, what is this called? Uh huh. Only this time it was above water, about 500 feet. So you're literally gonna, they're gonna grab your feet. We did this in Costa Rica before, it was beautiful, but this was a little bit different. What made me nervous was the shack. Because I was pretty sure if any of us half sneezed, it was falling over. It was on the edge of this mountain, 500 feet up. And um, what they were connecting us with looked old. Looked like they found it in the garbage. What was more concerning and alarming was the cord that would connect you to the wire was frayed on both sides. And it was smaller than a shoelace. So we did it. (laughs) My friend, they would, my friend was getting ready. I said, oh no, you're not going on that one. Uh Uh-uh. It looked like it was going to snap. I wish to God we'd had a better cord. I literally was like, picked up my feet. I talked Steph into going. She's like, I am not doing that. I was like, yes, you are. She's like, I am not doing that. I said, baby, if you don't do this, you're going to regret it the rest of your life. She's like, if I do that, I'm not going to have the rest of my life. I was like, I rebuke that spirit of fear in Jesus' name. Let's go tie together. She looked at me like I wasn't thinking. But she did it. We did it. We went over the side, and it was the coolest thing, scariest thing I ever did in my life. It was really cool. But to this day, I still, like, It wasn't no cord. It was some bro's shoestring that had been resurrected from a garbage can. Had my fat butt on it. 500 feet of over water coming in like Superman. See, that was whatever you want to call it, adventure. Some of y'all think I'm. Now you're like, now, now we know, Pastor Tim. Now we know. But I think some of us spiritually are living like that. We just hoping, We're hoping it works. We just throw up the hail mary. I throw it up, but we don't have a lifestyle. Of giving, praying, and fasting. And here's my hope for y'all. Is that you step into 2024, make the devil really nervous. And say, you know what? I'm not just going to fast at the beginning of the year. Are there blessings the rest of the year? Absolutely there are. But you know what? As the Spirit of God leads me to fast, I'm going to see breakthrough. Because you fast for results. When you fast, you go forward. When you fast, the enemy loses his grip. So how bad is it really? Your health. Your emotions, your marriage, your parenting, your finances, your relationships. How bad is it really? You know what to do when that happens? You fast. And it don't got to be three weeks at a time. But if you fasted one day a month, and fasting isn't just going without food, that's bad dieting. But fasting is when you go without food for spiritual breakthrough, and you tor- really agonizes the word is the picture, the word picture there when it comes to fasting, is that you're agonizing. It, it, it ties into it of weeping. And you come to God broken for something. And you know if we would turn to that and tap into that power instead of Facebook, as if Facebook's our healer, I bet you we would see all kinds of breakthrough. And I don't know about you, but I know the breakthrough I need. I know the breakthrough I want. And I don't want to live without it. Every breakthrough that's ever major breakthrough happen in my life came out of fasting. And so just what if? What, what if you stopped throwing up Hail Marys hoping, because it's not a strategy, that someone might catch it, someone might hear it, someone might do something about it, and you began to meet with God? What if you gave God the first five minutes of your day? What if you didn't get out of bed before you prayed? What if you got out of bed and you slid off the edge of the bed and your knees hit the ground and you started calling on the name of the Lord? What if the devil's like, crap? I've said crap twice now. <laughs> the devil's like, crap. She's up. He's up. What if you began to pray with your marriage on your knees together, holding hands? Because couples who pray together stay together. What if you began to weep about what is broken, but you believe that God could heal it, God could fix it, God could change it? Just what if? Prosperity's gotten a bad rap, but it actually comes straight out of your Bible. People have used it, abused it, depending on your interpretation. But God says He knows the plans He has for you, and there are plans actually to prosper prosperity, blessing. And it's more than money, but it includes money. He said that you would loan and not borrow. How are you going to loan if you broke? You want to stay broke? It's not spiritual. Am I getting to anybody? Are you getting through to anybody? Like they're, like they're, what, what do you need? God, where do you need breakthrough? I'm just paying the bills. And some of you, some of you don't tithe, you don't give. And I just want to talk about it real fast. Because I'm a preacher and Jesus talked about it. And, and I'm supposed to preach the whole Bible, not just my favorite parts. The parts said, don't convict me. Actually responsible to preach the whole thing. Jesus said, give and it will be given unto you. The reason why some of y'all don't have breakthrough in the area of finances is because you're so stinking stingy. And I love you enough to tell you the truth. I don't care what you think about me. I care what he thinks about me. I'm trying to practice what I preach. I'm trying to tell you. See, when we were babies, we were born with our fists curled and then it takes us a whole lifetime. And when we die, we finally realize it's supposed to be like this. For some of us, there's a lot of years in between this and this. God said, when you give, it'll be given to you. Press down. I understand press down. In the Greek, it means more bluebell ice cream. <laughs> press down so you can get more in it. God's trying to get more to you, but he can't get it through you, so he refuses to get it to you because you're a damn stop right there and he's like no it's supposed to be an overflow i mean this is the book of acts right they were not stingy christians they were sharing christians they helped each other that's what the church is supposed to be and if the church would do that within the church and if the church would do that without outside of the walls of the church we wouldn't have to rely so much on the government to do what they're failing at Let's be the church. Let's get our mojo back. And it ain't $7 coffee. Let's hit our feet and the devil's like, snap. I got to deal with him because he's a warrior for the kingdom. She's a princess warrior for the kingdom. I try to throw hell and all they do is they hit it out of the park. Because they know the strategy works because they pray, they fast, and they give. When you give, you live. Jesus said it's better to give than receive. When you receive, it's just about you. But when you give, you bless other people. And there's some kind of joy that you can't find at target. There's some kind of joy that Amazon doesn't offer. They offer happiness, but they can't feed you joy. Joy comes in the morning. Joy comes when you say, okay, God, I'm going to do it your way. What if we had a combination? What if we had a hook? What if we had an uppercut? What if, we had a, what if we put it together? What if we said, okay, all right, all right, so pray, that's rest. Jesus said, come to me. So I'm, I'm going to get the three. I'm going I'm to rest in him. Come to me, all you that are weary, heavy burdened, I'll give you rest. I'll give you rest. Rest for your souls. So when I pray, I'm actually trusting in him. I'm abiding in him. I'm, I'm resting that, that, God, I can't do it, but you can do it. And so I'm talking to the one, confessing to the one that I can't do it, but I'm confessing to the one who can do it. And I'm telling the one that can do it that I can't do it, but I believe that even though I can't do it, he can do it. So I'm resting, not worrying. I'm resting. And exercise. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna oh it's repetition. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep doing it, not just one one time a month. I'm gonna be set free from the spirit of mammon that's trying to lock me down and keep me broke. I'm going to, I got the apple pay and I got the we got all this stuff right here. We all fancy, but in God's house sometimes it just becomes a damn. We just stop right there. Give me another night of worship, but don't ask me to obey. And Jesus said obedience is better than sacrifice. He's calling you to exercise. You don't go to the gym because it tickles. You go to the gym because you get results. You're like, you're looking in the mirror, you're like, mm, I'll come back tomorrow. I don't give. I don't give to God because I'm trying to get him off my back. I give to God because he put his back against the cross and gave me everything. So I, I Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can exercise my faith. I can do that. And, and nutrition, fasting. And, and it's, it's funny because you'd think it'd be the opposite. I'll close with this. But, but with fasting, you say, well, I'm not receiving any nutrition because I'm going without food, Pastor Tim. But Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So I'm actually getting nutrition from my soul when I fast. So I got my exercise, and I got my diet right, and I'm resting. I got the three things. I got a combination. And the devil says, yeah, we, yeah, they don't look alone. They've been with Jesus. They don't look alone. They're in community. There's something powerful about that. And may you experience the victory this year, 2024, that comes with moving from if I pray, if I give, If I fast too, when I pray, when I give, when I fast. May you see the victory. May you look back this December and look back and see all God has done and how God took you from glory to glory to glory to glory. God just kept taking you from level to level to level. And we say every new level is a different devil. It's true, but every new level is a new anointing level also. That's the difference between trying to hit the golf ball with the golf club so hard and realizing you can kind of let the club do some of the work. It's a shift in the game. It's a shift in the results. And I I want that for you this year. God wants that for all of us this year. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. Thanks for today. God, thank you for our time together. God, thank you for your word that doesn't return void. You say when, not if. When we pray, don't do it to impress people. When we give, don't do it to impress people. When we fast, don't do it to impress people. Do it to our Father who sees in secret, and our Father who sees in secret will reward us openly. God, I'm speak for all of us cuz I got the mic right now. We need your blessings. We want your blessings. We want every spiritual blessing in the heavenly that you have stored up for us. We want it. We don't want to get to heaven and realize what all we missed because we didn't tap in to this triple threat strategy to defeat the enemy, to give us breakthrough. Thank you for it, God. Help us to do it this year. Encourage us to pray, encourage us to fast. Holy Spirit, when you know we're gonna need it and encourage us to give, God, like we've never given before. Lord, not out of scarcity, not out of you owe me, God, look what I did for you, out of thanksgiving, and a cheerful heart because you're worthy, you're worthy, change us, make us like you. So your kingdom can come, your will, Matthew 6, can be done right here on earth in our homes, in our minds, our thoughts, our marriages, inside our neighborhoods and our schools and classrooms and offices inside our influence may your will be done on earth on earth as it is in heaven we pray in jesus name heads bowed and eyes closed i just believe that god has spoken a lot of people today that you're going to go from Hope, which is in a strategy to an incredible strategy. I believe that. If you're here, you're watching, you're online, you may be in another country, you're not a Christian, listen to me, Jesus loves you. He loves you, he knows you, he sees you, he made you. And your sin, your sin, my sin, separated us from God God didn't want you to be alone so he became alone on a cross crucified by sinful hands spit upon from sinful tongues he who knew no sin became sin so you and I could become and made the righteousness of God Jesus literally embraced hell, my hell, your hell, our punishment. He embraced it so you and I could accept God's love, so we could feel God's love and know God's love and have and receive God's love. Jesus took my place, He took your place. He died the death of a sinner. In fact, not just a sinner, but every sinner. All the sins, all the world, All of the time, we're all placed on Jesus in that one moment. And he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He felt alone on that cross. And he did it so you don't have to be alone. He did it so you don't have to be condemned. So he did it so you don't have to live in hell forever and ever and ever. You could allow him to take your place. He took your wrong and gave you his right. Right his right so that you and I could become sons and daughters of God it's simple would you look to Jesus today I'm telling you friend going to church won't do it you can go to church your whole life you can be baptized in every type of church you can have every study bible you can say goodnight prayers every night of your life but if you don't have a relationship with Jesus one day you'll hear the worst scariest words in all of existence depart from me I never knew you the question is do you know him And if you don't know him, today is the day to know him because he wants to be known. That's why you're here today. It's not a coincidence. Today, you've heard the gospel. What will you do with the gospel today? Jesus said that whoever will confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in their heart, that God the Father raised his son, Jesus, from the dead. You would be saved. And that word saved means declared righteous. It means forgiven. It means holy. It means perfect. It means brand new and brand new car smell. It means, wow, you are new. Jesus said, I make all things new. And, and that can be you. If you just receive the gift. What's the gift? Jesus. Who laid his life down, shed his blood. Only thing that could remove the sin, the stain, the stench of our sin was the blood of Jesus. And he gave it freely. They didn't wrestle him and pin him to the cross. He laid his life down. He shed his blood willingly because you're worth it. God bankrupting heaven because you're worth it. Jesus alone on the cross because you're worth it. Jesus says you're worth it and he's worthy. And if you would just trust him to do for you what you could never do for yourself, Jesus will come in, cleanse you of your sin, make you new, and he'll teach you how to live. He'll give you his Holy Spirit, and that's the game changer. That's the receipt and the proof that you have salvation when you get the Holy Spirit. My God, if we don't need more Holy Spirit in this world, and today, you're going to say yes, because you're not going to gamble your soul. You don't know how long you have to live. You're not going to pretend another day, another moment. You're going to realize that, like, you are desperate and in desperate need of a Savior, and, and he's right here for it. He's just saying, come to him. How do we do it? We're going to pray. Sinner's prayer, not to me. You're not praying to me. I'm just like you are, but Jesus says, forgive me of my sin. If Jesus can do it for me, I promise you he can do it, and we'll do it for you. So let's pray. Would you, would you pray these words? To Jesus right now just you to Jesus would you say Jesus I admit I'm a sinner if <laughs> we both know it I've sinned a lot and I need a Savior I need you to be my Savior today thank you for loving me bleeding and dying for me I believe you rose again and right here right now I choose you to be my Lord and Savior. I ask you to come into my life. I give you my life. Please teach me how to live. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. if you're watching online, let us know. Would you do that right in the chat? Jesus made me new. Right in the chat, Jesus made me new. Tell us, would you? If you're in Blackwater, Navarre, Pensacola, I'm gonna ask you to hold up your hand. We have host. They have a bag, and that bag is a new believer's Bible and some next steps that you're going to need to know about. See, this isn't the end all. This is the beginning. Now that you're a Christian, you need to learn. Scripture calls that discipling, and we have tools inside that bag to help disciple you. We want to connect you. Don't do it alone. We want to connect you to help you. It starts with you raising your hand. It starts with you raising your hand and say, I did that, I'm not ashamed. By the way, Jesus said, if you're not ashamed of me before men, I will not be ashamed of you in front of my father and all his angels. It's kind of cool trade. I believe there are people in this gathering right here in Pensacola. Navarre, I believe there are people right in Navarre. Blackwater, I believe right now in Blackwater, there are men that you prayed that prayer. You, you went all in on Jesus. Now we want to celebrate Hold that hand up. Would you do it? Count of three. Don't be shy. I want you to hold it up high. Hold it up high on the count of three. Don't wait. Don't procrastinate. Let's go on the count of three. Hold it up. Hands in the air. Let's go. Here we go. One, two, three. Hold it up high. Raise that hand. Let's go. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Hold it up. Let's go. God bless you. One right over here. One right in the back. Come on, Navar. Hold it up. Let's go. Come on, Blackwater. Put that hand in the air. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Come on online. Let us know. Let's go. Awesome.